Hello, and welcome to the Law and Business Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Elmunzer, attorney and entrepreneur on a mission to legally empower you to protect your business so you can confidently grow it. Quick disclaimer here, although I am an attorney, I am not your attorney. Anything on this podcast is simply for informational and educational purposes. If you have a specific question about your legal situation, please contact a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to the Law and Business Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Almanzar, and I am super excited to have you guys here, especially today, because we are going to talk about probably the number one question I get asked outside of trademark questions when it comes to contracts. The biggest thing I get asked is, what do I do when a client isn't paying? Now, I am going to talk about this um, under the assumption that you're going to have a contract in place, right? We want to have a contract in place with our clients, whether it's a friend, a colleague, a business bestie, I don't care if it's your mother, have a contract in place. Because what contracts actually do is they actually preserve relationships. And the reason is that you don't have to wonder what happens. It's it's if this, then that, right? It's not if this happens, then what the heck do we do now, right? It doesn't work that way. Contracts put everything in black and white, put both parties on alert for what will happen should certain things arise. And it just makes the whole thing easier. Okay. So let's kind of go through the steps when a client doesn't pay. So the first thing I want you guys to do, and this is kind of beforehand, is I want you to do a little bit of research into your clients. Like, Do these people have a reputation in your space of, say, you're a coach and they've worked with other coaches and other coaches have had issues with them, right? Maybe not paying on time, paying late, um, you know, not making the total amount of payment. Like, do a little research. Obviously, not everyone is like that, but there are people that kind of hop around from coach to coach or service provider, service provider, kind of, you know, screwing people over. So, do a little, you know, a little homework on these people and find out what they're like, what their reputation is before you take them on as a client. Because sometimes these are the people that are like, oh yeah, I'll take your $10,000 package and I'll pay over six months and then it doesn't happen, right? So you get so excited that someone wants to sign up with you for a huge pass package that you don't bother doing your due diligence to make sure you're actually going to get paid, right? So definitely make sure that your clients are in alignment with you and your business and that they are ethical and going to pay. Now, not always are people not paying to be mean or unethical. I don't mean to say that. Things do come up, but people have reputations, right? So so the next thing that I want to talk about, we already kind of discussed, of course, but is get their signature, right? Put everything on in writing, um, get a contract. If you don't have a contract, you know, at least have like emails that really detail out everything that is going to be included, um, you know, what services, what the total amount is, how they're going to pay, when they're going to pay, all that detailed out in an email. Now, email is last resort, right? 
Your primary goal should be to have a contract and I have templates on my website, influencerlegal.co, and then you can go to shop and I have industry specific, niche specific templates that you can purchase and then you just fill in basically your business name, the client's name, the amount of money, but all those important clauses that you need in there are in there and you can just send them over digitally, your client can sign them and that's that. So um, definitely want to get um, a contract sign. So we know that. Okay. So one of the things to do is to get payment up front for larger pay, larger projects or to initially get a deposit. And I always tell people this, like, do not just agree to do the work and then get payment at the end, right? That doesn't work. You definitely want to get a deposit up front so that you know that this this client is serious about working with you so that you can start the project, you know, knowing you've been paid for your time initially. And then the important thing to remember is that you can determine whether this deposit is refundable or not. Now, you can't say this is a non-refundable deposit and then, you know, do nothing and expect to be like, oh, it's non-refundable, right? But what you can do is you can say this is non-refundable because you maybe, you know, say you're a wedding photographer and you say this deposit's non-refundable because I'm holding your wedding date. I'm photographing an engagement session for you. I've had meetings with you. I've gone back and forth on email, right? You deserve to be paid for all that time. And that deposit can represent that, you know, compensation for that amount of work. I think a lot of times people say, oh, it's a, it's a non-refundable deposit and then they don't do anything or there's no detriment to them, um, no time given, no, no work done that compensation is required. So that's when people run into issues with non-refundable deposits. But if you are, you know, going back and forth with people, email consultations, anything like that, then you can definitely have a non-refundable deposit, but definitely, definitely get something up front before you start the work. Cause then, you know, the client's serious about working with you. Um, another thing you can do is you can charge late fees. So you can charge late fees for payments that are not made on time. Now, States have different, different laws on how much you can charge and when, you know, a lot of times it can't just be the next day. It has to be at a reasonable period, like, you know, seven, 10, 15 days, but you can have in your contract, like, listen, anytime you are, you know, 14, 14 days past due, there will be a, I don't know, whatever is reasonable, 3% of the total cost late fee. Um, And the other thing is, if you have that in your contract and someone is late on a payment, you don't have to do it, right? You don't have to say, oh, here's your late fee. It's in the contract. I have to do it. No, you have the discretion not to to apply that late fee, you know, maybe in the first time. You know, maybe you, you tell them like, hey your payment is late. I'm technically supposed to be charging you a 3% late fee, but I'm not going to. Um, but next time it will be right. So you can use your discretion if you want to, you know, cut people some slack. If, if emails got lost, if the invoice never went out, anything like that. Right. Um, but you definitely want to 
point out the the late fee in your contract and make sure they know and make sure that you are sending out invoice reminders as well. I think a lot of times um, we don't send out an invoice reminder and then we wonder why they haven't paid, uh, you know, and it's like, well, everyone's busy, their minds on other stuff. They're not thinking about, you know, the second they need to pay you. So send out those invoice reminders. And of course, if someone's not paying, then I want you to email them, call them, you know, remind them, like I just said, like everyone is not just focused on when they have to pay you, right? So make sure that you are are giving them the opportunity to pay you before, you know, you go all crazy. So if someone is not paying you and you can't get in touch with them, you're not getting a response, then the obvious thing to do is stop working on their project. Um, I know it can be frustrating because a lot of times you're, you've reserved that time to work on their project and then you're trying to work on it and to stop kind of breaks the flow, you know, oh, maybe they'll pay next, next day and you don't want to have stopped working on their project. But unfortunately, sometimes if they're not paying, you have to stop working with them. Um, if they are enrolled in a course or something like that, you maybe will temporarily disable access. Um, and then like for me, if I have clients that are just not paying and ignoring me and I need to go to a super extreme and I've never had to do this, but, um, I can actually abandon their trademark application, right? So if I filed their trademark application and they just, you know, are months and months delinquent, won't pay, won't get in touch with me, then I can just abandon their trademark, right? So kind of think about how you can do that in your business. Like maybe you can just abandon the project. And when they come back to you, you're like, oh, sorry, like you, you weren't responding to me. So, you know, that's that. So, um, but of course you want to be flexible when you can be, um, for me, especially during these times with COVID and, you know, people, losing their jobs or businesses maybe aren't going as well, or, you know, it's slower because of kids at home, whatever that might be, try to be flexible. I really try to always allow people a little bit of grace, um, to, to get their payments to me because I know that times can be difficult. That being said, you are a business owner. If you are working with someone, it is your responsibility as a CEO to make sure that you have the funds, cash flow, savings to pay your debts. Like it is unfair to hire someone to do work for you and then not be able to pay them, right? And I'm actually always shocked that people will do that with me. Like I've definitely had people that are super late on payments or won't pay at all. And I'm like, you know what? I'm an attorney. Like if you're willing to not pay an attorney, who else are you not willing to pay? Right. That's just, you know, like I can easily send a cease and desist. I can easily send a demand letter. Like I don't have to pay legal fees to get, you know, you to pay. So if someone, you know, is willing to not pay me, Ooh, that, that really scares me for, for who else they're, they're doing business with and willing to not pay. So I obviously, and often want to extend grace, but you also have to, you know, make sure that you are running your business like a business and getting paid for your services. So as I mentioned, sometimes when it gets to the point that they're really not paying, you need to hire someone to help you. 
Now there, to help you recoup that payment, there are a couple ways you can go about this. One, you can go straight to a collection agency and let them do the work. You pay them, um, sometimes it's a fee, uh, a portion, a percentage of what they collect for you. Sometimes you pay them that way. Sometimes it's a plat- flat fee. You can, you can do it that way. Another way is to hire an attorney to send a d- demand letter saying, listen, we, we demand that you make this payment. If not, we're going to start litigation. Now, litigation can take the form of small claims court. Every state's um, small claims court amount is different. It's usually under $10,000. So if you're collecting under $10,000, you can go to small claims court, which is great. Um, it's a big project, and it's over that. Then you would you know, obviously go to full-on litigation in your state court. So um, that would definitely be a last um, resort because obviously litigation is super expensive, but sometimes you have to stand up for yourself and for your business and collect what is owed to you for the work you've done. So those are my main, main thoughts and pointers and insights on how to collect when, um, a client won't pay. So definitely, definitely be willing to, you know, extend grace And, you know, in the same vein, stand up for yourself and your business because you are a business owner and you deserve to be successful and you deserve to be paid for your services and you deserve financial freedom. So I hope this was super helpful. Connect with me over on Instagram at attorney Allie. Send me a DM if you want to work together and um, we can set up a free 15 minute consult to, to see how we can work together. So thank you for listening, guys. I hope you have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Law and Business Podcast. If you want to learn more about Influencer Legal or how we can work together, please visit the website influencerlegal.co. From there, you can book a free 15 minute call or shop the contract templates. If you are looking for more information or want a place to ask questions about law and business, join the Facebook group, Ask Attorney Allie. Looking forward to seeing you in there.